You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a podcast all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome back to another episode, my lovely friends. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. This is my podcast. I am delighted that you are joining me here today. On this lovely spring day, we just had a really crazy thunderstorm and lightning in the middle of the afternoon. It was really nuts. It felt like it was seven o'clock at night. It threw me off when I was trying to get some work done and also trying to work on the podcast because I was nervous about the lightning or the power going out. And surprisingly, it didn't. But I love a good thunderstorm. Some people get freaked out by them, but I love them. And... I just think they're really fun. I always have since I was a kid, I guess. But it's also great because our plants are really happy now. (laughs) I don't think it's rained in a couple weeks. So I am happy that we had that and I don't have to worry about watering my plants today. So (laughs) there's that, right? We got to take the small victories in life. Um... Last week, my husband and I went to Polly's Island for a couple of nights to celebrate his birthday and also uh, met my mom up there. So we were kind of celebrating Mother's Day because I didn't see her um, on actual Mother's Day. But we had such a lovely time. It is just really, really beneficial for us all to, to get away sometimes, you know, just leaving your problems behind, all your worries just for a few days because you can't think about them. I mean, what's the point, you know? They might flutter through your mind every every now and then, but really you are just focusing on the present more, you know, and I came back home and all of those things that were looming were still there. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, there's that many things that are stressful. I mean, there are so many people in the world and certainly in the United States and, um, that are going through really some intense hardships right now. And I think we should all, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably have a lot to be grateful for in general, uh, that you even have the time to listen to a podcast. That's, I mean, that's something to be said right there. I mean, just the fact that you have that luxury to listen to a podcast. I mean, that's, and you have some type of tool, uh, you know, whether it's a phone or a computer or whatever to, um, to download it to. But I have felt sad, you know, like all of us for multiple reasons, because the world is kind of in shambles, um, and is a complete mess. But I have been slightly mourning the situation with my husband and I, with moving to California. And if you're new listening to the podcast, background story is we were planning on moving to California, um, you know, having a new adventure, you know, going out there for a couple of years, just check it out. Um, network, it's, it would have been good for my husband's industry and my industry, but we have officially decided that we're not doing that anymore. Um, that's not to say that we'll never move there. I mean, I don't know what the years will bring, but Certainly not this year, um, and maybe never. So that has been kind of devastating <laughs> because I had gotten really excited about the possibilities and just starting fresh and doing something different and new. I've lived in South Carolina pretty much my whole life, and I feel pretty bummed out about it. I don't know what the next thing is. So... For now, I am just trying to focus on my current work and helping clients, doing the podcast, blogging, art, all the things that I've already been doing. But, you know, just kind of being free to and open to what possibilities could arise. You know, we're still going to sell our house and we're going to move somewhere. We're going to change it up somehow. It's just not going to be California. So there's that news. <laughs> um So I just wanted to share that, kind of my story of uh, my current situation, but we're going to hop into the podcast now in this episode. I am, of course, super excited. My guest today 
was actually the very first guest ever on this podcast, which is my good friend Maggie Greiner from Kind Kitchen. She is actually kind of the reason that this podcast even exists because we both started a podcast at the same time and she was really the push that got me to uh, that I needed to go to the next step and actually do it <laughs> and the encouragement I needed. So uh, thank you, Maggie, for for your encouragement and motivation for the Refine TV podcast. So we sat down via Zoom <laughs> to chat about what has changed since the last time she was on the podcast, which a lot has changed. She had a baby basically a couple days after we recorded that first podcast. She had her son kneeling and naturally her world is a lot different than it was pre, uh, pre-podcast. So we chat all about this being a plant-based mama, how moms-to-be birth expectations for their experience and motherhood in general are often different than reality or, you know, the image and that they create in their minds, which this happens to all of us for any different, you know, life experience we are anticipating. We often create a movie or a vision of what we expect or want it to be like. And oftentimes it is not that. (laughs) And that's okay. So we talk about that. We also get into the challenges that she has faced in the first year, one being breastfeeding. So we talk about that and the society expectations. Um, And then we also talk about baby formula because that was a big challenge, trying to find the right formula that was also plant-based for her son and something that was nutritious and she felt good about. So we also get into arsenic and rice and uh, baby food in general. So it's a great episode, whether you're a mom-to-be or a mother or just curious about navigating the world for moms because all of us have had moms in our lives or know some moms. So without further ado, here is my interview with the lovely Maggie Greiner. Hello, Maggie. Hello, Rebecca. (laughs) Good morning. Um, So we were just chatting before we got on, and I was thinking about the fact that you are my, were my first guest on this podcast. Yes. I know. And this is, I think when this comes out, it's going to be episode 40. So um, yeah, I've done, I know. Isn't that crazy? Congratulations. That's so cool. I know it kind of makes me feel crazy. That's a lot. It sounds like a lot. Um, but yeah, you were my first guest and a lot has changed in your <laughs> life since we first chatted because I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, what month was that? That was maybe like March or something, April. It was before you had Neely, right? Or was it after? No. So it had to have been the, before. the first, or the, well, we've only done one podcast together, right? Right. And it was the first okay. one. So I'm assuming it was before you had your baby. Okay. So it was Friday, April 20th, I think. Yeah. April 20th. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I was literally in labor during that. <laughs> I, I seriously was during that. Oh, call. Yeah. Oh, my I gosh. Was now I remember. having my early contractions during that call. <laughs> or did you it, know that yeah we were in person that was fun I'm sorry this is, yeah, yeah but still I, I forgot what it's like to be in person with people <laughs> <laughs> we all have girl we all have <laughs> yes yeah, so um that night um I went into labor and we actually thought we were going to um go into the birth center that night but then the, the contraction settled down and then sat, they kept going on Saturday and then Saturday uh, or excuse me, Sunday early morning at 6 a.m., um, our son Neely was born. Wow. Wow. Well, that was uh, definitely a unique, a unique episode, if people know that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> thank, I, we can thank the podcast for, for uh, you know, kicking off labor. I guess so. Maybe that was stressful and <laughs> I hope it wasn't, but. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh my gosh, so crazy! Yeah, and what that was Easter Easter Sunday? Yes, yes. Yeah, he oh, he's, Easter a, he's an Easter baby. 
No, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't fall on it, it doesn't every, fall time. On every year. I think yeah. he's going to be like 25 or 30 years old the next time. What? That's so wild. Also on Easter. I know. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine that him as a 25 year old? Oh my gosh. He's so cute. Um, <laughs> so ha- that your experience. So you had Neely at the Charleston birth center. Yeah. Which is like right. a. I mean, what, what do you call that? Like a holistic or like natural? I mean, I guess you call it a natural birth. Right. Right. Just, just meaning that it was, um, a birth without, uh, medication or, um, any kind of interventions. Yeah. That's, that's their goal there with all yeah. of their births. And they, they only take on, um, low risk mm-hmm. moms and babies. Right. Um, so they do a ton of evaluation before to you know make sure that you're falling within that category Mm -hmm. yeah Um, yeah so we and we did we and um and yeah the birth center was great they're actually um opening a new location in our area in mount pleasant actually it's already open i think they had the first couple births there already but it's gorgeous facility with the big beautiful tub and big beautiful windows and Uh, yeah I'm kind of jealous that that wasn't open but was yours a water birth no I was in the water I was in the tub for um for for a couple hours I think gosh the tub is that like super soothing like being um, in the tub? it was it did help. as soothing as it can be <laughs> yeah yeah <exactly. laughs> when your body's being like ripped apart. yeah i'm like i'm like it was, i'm like was that super soothing to you to be in a warm job and you're like uh <laughs> it, it was it was helpful but yeah. i nearly wasn't actually born in the tub mm-hmm. um he yeah he, he was um born on the bed actually but he came pretty fast though right Yes. Like he yes. was ready to get out into the world. He was like, I'm over this. Let's go. <laughs> yes. He, if you, you know, as you know him now, he's a very determined oh, soul. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's sweet, sweet boy. And he's, and he's also very like, um, yeah, determined, I guess is the best. Yeah. He knows what he wants and he doesn't waste time getting what do you want? Vocal and like I can just, you know, the joke is that we were like, you know, I was it. My movie in my mind was uh, that I, you know, wanted like a, a soothing, sacred birth, like a right. spiritual experience, and and you know, and then Neely is going to grow up to be this, uh, to be a linebacker, and like, <laughs> I, you know, and. I keep, I keep, if we were in person, I would like do the blue 42 and like Ah! punch over and and then he'd be like, I'm coming mom. Ah! (laughs) Like, cause he came in, uh, we got there and I was, um, you know, I was in, what do you call it? Um, active labor when Mm. I arrived. So they call it when, when you say how long did it was your labor some people you you need to ask someone like okay does that is that early labor or active labor because mm. early labor was like when we were doing our podcast right <laughs> you know those are obviously like you know easy contractions and you can you can talk through them and it's not right. um, but active labor is when they are you cannot talk through them they're you know they're painful and you wow. they're like less than a few minutes apart. So, right. um, from the time we arrived at the birth center to when he was born was only four hours. And that's, Whoa. that's very short. Like most, especially first time moms, um, are usually like eight to 12 hours. Um, which is, you know, it's not, I'm not saying that's easier or harder because, but you know, you would have more time in, in between the really hard contractions. So like, catch your take a breath yeah yeah so that that's really what I struggled with was like it was like a freight train for four hours Um, and yeah it was it was definitely um it was not what I pictured so in my mind um you know what I had pictured for the birth didn't happen and so I think that made it more scary because I didn't didn't really expect that to happen and Mm -hmm. 
Um, I've come to realize that all birth experiences are, uh, at least any real, you know, women that I have spoken with that are in my life, I've come to realize there's no easy way to have a baby. Um, (laughs) I have listened to any like, you know, kind of beautiful, you know, sweet spiritual experiences that some people had had. It was like on a podcast and, you know, some story of like a person in France that I didn't even know. Right. Right. (laughs) Who knows knows if they're telling the truth or if they're just like, I, okay, let me back up and say that I really do still feel like some women have a really a beautiful experience in birth. And it's, and that's actually, it's kind of an interesting question because it's all about perspective. It's like, my, I still believe my experience was beautiful, even though it was much more intense and Mm -hmm. maybe beautiful to me pre Neely and like, and like my movie was, I kept saying I want it to be powerful Mm. or I, I expected to be powerful, but not intensely painful. Right. And that sounds so naive now, but a lot of <laughs> like a lot of, um, you know, birth classes that I attended natural birth classes said that that was the perspective that, that they held and that um, mm. it went well because of that. I, you know, and I wasn't able, when I actually did feel the pain, I wasn't able to like, um, you know, feel say oh this is just powerful it's not painful I'm like no this Mm. is painful (laughs) (laughs) those are two different things okay (laughs) so I don't know it's a whole like you know it's a it's a very interesting perspective um or I guess psychological conversation to think Mm -hmm. about like uh one actually um one midwife that I spoke with after just said that a lot of um, women who come into uh, wanting to have a natural birth, um, but haven't, uh, but maybe in their family, like this is not something that has happened historically. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they don't, they don't really have that um, uh, context in their family of maybe what it would be like. And on top of that, a lot of our lives now are so comfort driven Mm -hmm. and we don't know what real pain is like anymore. And it's not a part of our everyday experience. And so it's super, super scary, you know, when you don't expect or you don't really remember what real pain is like. Anyway, So, um, at the end of the day, I'm very grateful for the experience that I had. I feel stronger and I feel um, like I feel more prepared for motherhood because uh, in a lot of ways, being a, being a mom in the first year of Neely's life has been tougher than just the labor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think that that was a rite of passage for me in a lot of ways. Um, mm. and uh, and I'm thankful for it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause your pregnancy in general was pretty easy. Yeah. You're right. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. Nothing, nothing crazy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously I've never had a baby, but I, I don't, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody can prepare you for that, you know? And if you ask questions, it's like, so is it like period pain? Like, like, what is it? You know, like, but you could, I mean, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine what that would be like. Um, And yeah, and we always have, you know, kind of this, you know, image in our mind of what, of what we want anything in our lives to be like, especially some, you know, monumental experience that's totally life-changing and then sometimes it just doesn't go that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep, exactly. But yeah. it's like, it didn't go the way that my conscious brain wanted it to go. But maybe, but I believe that it went the way that my... It was meant to be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I was supposed to experience. And, and, and hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah, so yeah. Easy. And then sometimes I think... I've, I've heard, and I don't know if this will happen, but <laughs> that like moms, you know, after like a couple years and they're in like, you know, a different state and because they're so happy being moms and 
I don't know, maybe that the, the negative part of it subsides just a little, you know, for sure. Maybe that's already happened for me. Right. Because we actually, you and I were going to talk about this, you know, for the last couple of months and, Mm -hmm. and I kept pushing it out a little bit because it, it has been a lot for me to process. Um, I mean, it's traumatic also, you know, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's traumatic experience to be in that much pain in general. Like, I mean, um, and scary because you don't know what you're getting into, (laughs) you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was definitely a traumatic, um, I hate to, yeah. To use that word. I know. I don't want to say that word, but I mean, it is kind of, you know. It is. It totally is. Yeah. I mean, trauma, that means like some life-changing thing, right? I guess traumatic event is some life, something life-changing and that's what it was. I mean, there's no way around that. So, but you're obviously in a much better place now or, you know, have, have been able to, to sit on it and, and really like absorb and resonate, you know, like kind of just, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I've, I've been, you know, working with, um, a, a therapist with it, like going deep on all of these topics and, you know, talking. My husband, he was there, of course. Um, and so we talk about that experience, the um, we, Neely's birth, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. So we're always, I'm always processing it. Right. Um, and it's always, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an over processor anyway. <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. I couldn't sleep the other night cause I was overanalyzing everything in my life for like two hours. So anyways, <laughs> it's yeah. probably, probably most women. I know. Oh my gosh. It's so most women. That's, this is off topic, but well, not really, but, um, every man I hear, I mean, I'm, I'm not bashing men because it's amazing. Y'all can do this. They hit their head hits the pillow and they're out, you know? <laughs> and then the wife or the girlfriend or whoever is laying there just like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, you know, and well, that's what happens to me. And then Derek starts making funny little noises and then I fixate on them and then I can't sleep even. And then it makes it even worse. But anyways, back to our talk. <laughs> I know when I was expecting with Neely and I uh, learned that he was a boy that was one of the first things like I looked down at my belly and told him like, I'm so glad you're a boy. It's so much easier. <laughs> oh my gosh. Aww. I know it probably, it really is. I mean, they Just have it. Kidding. But so we easy. have so many. I don't know. But, no, I love being a female. I would not want yeah. to be a boy. I mean, it's not, it doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> I'm glad I'm a girl, but at the same time, like, yeah, it's not, it's not easy. They couldn't, they couldn't handle it, you know? I mean, this is why people joke with like the man flu or whatever, man cold, because they can't handle it. I mean, you think a man could give, I mean, it's like that old joke. Like if, if men were the ones who were giving babies, like we, we would be extinct. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. So funny. Not, not to bash men because obviously I love them, but yeah, Yeah, the pain, the the tolerance for pain is just not there because Yeah. I mean, yeah, but the other day Ben had a hangnail and he said it was excruciating. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and you know, this is when like coronavirus is raging and right. like, oh Lord, please, please. <laughs> just oh, it's so much pain. <laughs> spare us from the coronavirus because we will not survive. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be gone. It, day one, he's over it. He's done. I'm, <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. You know. <laughs> oh, oh no, I'm just kidding. He's he, he. Men are strong in other ways. No, they are absolutely well, and physically. I mean, muscles. Oh, yeah. They got us beat. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. they are as strong as us. It's just the, um, the sometimes quick to. Yeah. You know, quick to um, complain maybe about something. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, and women in general, or well, not all women, some women complain a lot, but a lot of us have been taught to keep, to keep it in, you know, like if you're yeah. in pain or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe a lot of this is not like gender specific totally, but it's just like the way that we're yeah taught, taught to be in the world as men. Right. I know conditioning as, you know, gender conditioning and things like that. Um, that makes me think of that podcast that you had shared with me. Who are those people again? 
was that Which podcast? One? The one that you had shared. Um, oh God, it was so good. It was it was kind of about that, about like rewiring your thoughts, like as a woman. Oh yes, and like uh, yes, it was, was it Brene so Brown? Good. Yes, Brene Brown. Oh my gosh, anybody listening should listen to that episode. Um, I listened to it while I was cooking dinner, and I was just like, wow, this is like yeah, yeah, super Brene profound. Uh, up, um, excuse, excuse me, what was it? Is Unlocking Us. Yeah. And then the, I think the one that I sent you was. um, And it was about her book or somebody's book. Permission Um, to Feel. Oh, it was Untamed by Glennon. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I want to get her book as well. But the podcast, Glennon Doyle and Brene Brown on, on Untamed. Yeah. And I had never, I had never heard of either of them, but yeah, I mean, the gist of it was just basically about how, I mean, women are, you know, conditioned, our society is conditioned in certain ways. And it's, you know, our, I mean, our, um, you know, we have to go down our own path to, 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 you know, release ourselves from those, those uh, restrictions, I guess. Um, oh, it was so good. Anyways, <laughs> off topic, sort of. Um, so no it's on topic i mean because it i think you know um, sometimes you choose those paths but sometimes the path <clears throat> choose you like in my case mm. you know i think my experience with motherhood in the first year has been like has chosen me in a way that it was not it, it was just um it's been super challenging but also beautiful and incredible um it's it it has but the challenging aspects have sh- are reshaping me and i think that that those um those things have almost chosen me right <laughs> you know it's like what i needed in order to grow yeah. as a person so what else for those listening cuz i kind of know what's happened but uh what else has been sp- uh, particularly challenging since he's been born at least mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, breastfeeding was the real, it's, it was the real um, focus of yeah. my energy for the first um, four months. So, and, and actually until I, I breastfed him exclusively for the first four months and then, um, and then sort of partially until six months until he was weaned mm. off of breast milk completely. Um, but breastfeeding did not come easily to me. Right. Um, again, another movie that was broken. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I kind of mean that in a good way. And that like, <laughs> I, I'm trying to just tell, like help myself realize that it was just a perspective that I had. Right. I wanted it to be different, but it's not the way that it went, and that's okay. Right. Um, you know, and like, oh, God, I have. So but you try. Time. This is the thing, though, too. I think that's, I mean, you, f- I think a lot of times women can feel, you know, like defeated in our society, kind of, or at least now it's so pushed, thankfully, because it is a good thing, obviously, to breast be it, to breastfeed. But if you can't, like, you know, you, it's, it's, you're going to feel, maybe like a sense of being defeated or shame or, you know, all these emotions that like, you can't help it. I mean, so, but oh, it's, huge. You know, yeah, it's huge. It's not even just like societal pressure um, and cultural pressure, mm-hmm. you know, based on the science, which like you said, it's, it's, it's so it's obvious that, that breast milk is the superior. Um, uh, perfect it, food. It's, it's a perfect it's food. A, yeah. Yeah. It's a perfect food. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, though, there's a, there's a much bigger picture there, though. It's like right. uh, they, they used to say, uh, you know, doctors and uh, nurses and midwives would always say breast is best for many years. And, and now the popular saying is fed is best, um, mm. you know, which I totally, totally understand and support because it's like uh, being, having a baby and being a mom is 
fucking hard. (laughs) Really, really, really hard. Like I wish someone would grab my face and like say that. (laughs) I will. When I, when I see you next time, I will do that. (laughs) Yeah. And because, well, you know, I'm being funny, but like you, you can't say that to a new mom who's expecting because it's like, you know, that's, you make, that, that's like a fear. I mean, it, yeah, you know, exactly. Kind of scared. They want to be. Ha- you want them to be happy. You don't want to be like this is really intense and like it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be. It's gonna be horrible. Let me tell you. Right. You're like, oh, I'm so excited because it's true. You are. You are. It's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful and intense at the same time. Uh, right. And and I'm just. Um, I think it would be. It it wouldn't it wouldn't be right to like say that to someone or if, if someone's like expe- wanting wanting to have an, a natural unmedicated birth like right. you know I I don't think it's unless they say please Mag you tell me your honest like mm-hmm. experience and let's sit down and talk about it if they ask me I would tell them you know like maybe your experience. my experience yeah. and you know if we're not planning to have a second child, but you know, like in theory, if I did like what I would do differently, if they mm-hmm. asked, I would tell them, but if right. they're not asking, then I, you know, you can, you can only like say positive because at the end of the day, everybody's going to have their own experience Totally, and totally. it could be totally different. Yeah. You know, it could be totally different and it will be cause it's your experience. Yeah. So like breastfeeding, um, is it, it I've I, I don't really have a lot of context because you know it's kind of interesting that like uh in my family and in my um um well mostly in my family you know it's it's not a, a tradition <laughs> so um I really didn't didn't have like uh, uh a lot of a lot of um I don't know, cultural support around me, if that makes sense, or societal support um, mm. right next to me. So that w- that's kind of interesting. Um, I think I see other women that like um, kind of maybe do a little bit better with breastfeeding, um, having that, but at the same time, actually, I think I should backtrack and take that back because really my experience with breastfeeding was hard just because of my physical anatomy. Like it was also hard because it's just hard and like you need to learn a lot in order to like um, do it well. And there's a lot of little tricks that you can learn from other people and reading. But the same. But at the end of the day, like for me, um, like my uh, my breasts just aren't uh, wired for you know breastfeeding long term. I um, had mastitis twice. And I had, and I know there's plenty of things that you can do to prevent mastitis, but I, I did all of them and I read all the books. I was just insatiably searching for information and learning from the breastfeeding center. And, um, it just didn't, it didn't matter. Yeah. 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 I'm just going to get it no matter what. I mean, right. Exactly. And mastitis is, Oh, it's tough. It's an, it's a skin infection, um, in your breasts and, there's no, there's no way to resolve it except through antibiotics. So, um, mm. you know, I took antibiotics twice last year, which, oh, oh, this and then, this, and then, you know, yeah. And then you hated having to do that. I mean, there was no other way, but right. then, you know, you know how that affects your gut microbiome. So you're like, right, oh. right. Which also yeah. affects your, your mood and your, mm-hmm. you know, your, mm-hmm depression level and all that so it just kind of was thank god that antibiotics exist and right i, I mean they're it. amazing um, yeah but it's also was tough so at four months um that was the second case of mastitis and i was oh. at my mental and physical lowest point of my life oh. and like i could not have possibly gone um you know one step further with trying to breastfeed exclusively. So, um, and then a miracle happened. So my, uh, we, we knew actually that, you know, we eat a plant-based diet. So we feel that, um, that, you know, eating, well, obviously we felt, we really wanted 
breastfeeding to work because we oh, right. felt that that was, you know, the best. But if we can't do that, we wanted uh, Neely to, I was worried about him drinking um, dairy milk yeah. um, for a lot of reasons. Rightfully so. <laughs> one of which, because I, um, I personally know that I have an intolerance to dairy and that mm -hmm. I had um, health issues that could be attributed to directly to dairy and uh, have mm -hmm. gone away since I've been off dairy. Right. Um, and I was worried about him being on it. And we also knew that they had tested, said the pediatrician, they can test um, their diaper for uh, protein intolerances. Oh, and yeah. their suggestion was for him to um, not have soy or dairy at that time. Right. Um, and so, uh, what's crazy is that there were there was only one option and it was like that we could find and it was the it was like a, a formula that was based uh, on corn corn oh, syrup yeah. made in France and we actually ordered it because we couldn't find anything else and wow. um, that option plugged him up a ton and it didn't oh no go. Um, so we ended up giving him dairy for, uh, about a week because we didn't have another option. Um, and during, and that was the, uh, that was the formula that, uh, our local breastfeeding center had recommended, um, for him. And, and anyway, so during that time, my mom, um, had dinner with, a friend and that friend just happened to own a formula company <laughs> wait what that's how y'all found out about that one yes and what? the formula company is called nature's one and um they, that is so and so that week mom put me in touch with and mom was like oh you got to check it out it's this formula is organic and um and they just do a great job super detail-oriented people and company um why don't you talk to the CEO on the phone and just tell them what you're going through? And I wasn't expect. I knew they had, you know, if you look at naturesone.com, they have um, their dairy formulas and soy. Oh. Uh, and so at the time they didn't have um, what's now called the pea protein blend, which is what we use. Mm -hmm. um, but I spoke with, the uh, CEO of that, of Nature's One. Um, his name's Jay. I'm sorry, I don't have his last name in front of me, but he was so nice and so incredible and just was clearly like very, very invested in this company and cared and, cared and knew yeah. all about like the science and the nutrition of the products that they were creating. Um, and hmm. Anyway, so, and he said, well, it was Saturday and he said, actually on Monday, we are launching a new formula wow. that is made with uh, pea protein. Oh, it's made with organic peas, brown rice syrup, wow. and um, just all of these just um, beautiful ingredients that are well thought out. And, uh, and he, and anyway, so we got a case that week and Neely took to it right away and loved wow. it. We've, we've been on it for a few months ever since. And, um, it has worked out really, really well. And they, they have, they call it liquid gold and <laughs> it has been selling extremely like crazy. Well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because both of it, I mean, it's funny that like, you know, soy, I mean, I guess soy would be the main alternative, right? I mean, yeah. other than like dairy. That's the uh, only, other, it's yeah. the only option. And it's like, yeah. that is a common allergen, I think, to, well, especially to, to babies for some reason, right? Um, it can be more problematic, not necessarily to us, like adults don't have necessarily those issues, but babies do. Do you know do you know much? Yes, exactly. That's what our pediatrician said that uh, that the protein in soy um, just baby. Oh, baby is it so soy. high? Because I know the reason. One thing with like uh, cow's milk and cow, uh, yeah, dairy is that the if you look at the you know the nutrient content and the protein content, it is so much higher than 
human breast milk, right? It's like too high, really. Um, and that's not, I mean, there's multiple reasons why, uh, you know, we can't break it down, but maybe that's why, or what oh, you, you finish. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I actually don't know the exact answer, but like some, yeah. something like a baby, the baby's tiny, tiny little tummy is just not able to, um, break down the proteins in cow's milk or soy but that usually gets better or is totally gone by like six months yeah well because it shrinks it it. they get it gets so much stronger yeah i think that it has to do with how much protein is in it um because literally the uh you know people are so obsessed with protein and it is funny and then when you look at all the different mammals and their milks humans have the least amount of protein in our milk. Like literally a hamster has more protein in their milk than their breast milk than a human. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Right. Yeah. I think it, it, that's, I've heard that before that it's, you know, and of course it's by design to have. Yeah, protein. exactly. Um, breast milk. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody's, uh, all mammals have a different, uh, you know, makeup and of uh nutrients in their in their breast milk to to help grow that you know their specific baby and all babies don't grow the same rate and need the same things so um yeah it's pretty crazy that people you know how i feel about people drinking drinking another mammal's boob milk like it's so weird (laughs) right but i it you know it it's the way that our system is set up right now. You I know. Know, I, anyone, I would definitely prepare anyone to, you know, if you're going to ask your pediatrician, um, you know, or even the, the breastfeeding center, any kind of medical professional, mm-hmm. um, what formula to use, I would be prepared for them to recommend dairy and to recommend, you know, a, a big box like, formula company a big brand formula company you know um and not necessarily a smaller company like nature's one are they Um, they're not um are they european no it's u.s i thought Uh, for some reason i thought it was european i have no idea why (laughs) well we we have maybe because y'all tried that france one maybe that's why i'm confusing it yeah right exactly no nature's one is u.s made um, which is amazing because then, you know, it's gone through, it's, it's USDA certified organic, which, you know, is, is nice in this case because, um, or not just the organic part, but just the fact that it's made in the U.S. is nice because it's gone through all of the American Academy of Pediatric nice. like, regulations. And then our pediatrician can actually respect and approve it and be like, okay, I get this, you know, and I can, Mm -hmm. I can endorse this. Whereas like, if you get something from Europe or wherever, like, right. They're, they're kind of like, you're on your own. Sorry. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So, so it's really nice. It's really nice. I mean, that is just crazy though. The vet story, um, that your mom went, had dinner with him. (laughs) And then it came out like a couple of days later. Like it was meant to be like, if that's not serendipity, I don't know what is like. And now it's like blown up. Yeah. Yeah, it has. It has. Um, They have, they sold like a record amount than any other formula they've ever sold. And they, they they actually sold out completely um, last month or a a week or two ago. Um, I've, not sure exactly when it was, but like basically they sold out and they're going to get more here at the end of May. If anybody's, you know, listening yeah. and wants to check it out, hopefully by the time this airs, it will be, um, they'll be back in stock, but yeah, Neely, they actually, um, so it's Jay and his wife, Michelle, um, own this company and Michelle called the very first case of pea protein, um, Neely's, Neely's case. And she like wrote on it and it was the very first case off of the line. What? Oh my gosh. Y'all are like, y'all are like so famous. Like (laughs) the first nature's (laughs) one formula was to y'all. Wow. Like, (laughs) and now like every friend that we know is on it (laughs) or their babies are on it. Like our friend. Yeah. And then I told one of my friends, um, 
Emily, my old roommate, because they were having issues and he couldn't do dairy major upset him. And I think even soy upset him. So they were kind of, you know, at the same place that y'all were. And, and then I told her about the nature's one and he, and their baby is like, loves it. She's absolutely loves it. So. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely- you've learned a lot with them. You know, the baby formula and the food just in general, I mean, of, you know, how difficult it is to try to figure out, to navigate that world, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. So like baby formula is, I think it's easy to, if you're not used to like reading labels on Mm. food, Mm -hmm. um, it may it may not be totally intuitive to grab a can of baby formula and flip it over and look at the ingredients. Um, you know, but that it's, and then you, but it's important, you know, because, because it is, it is food. And a lot of, um, the problems that we see in baby formula are the same problems that we see in our food system in general Totally for adults, (laughs) you know, it's like, um, We've got like the big, some, some brands are using GMO genetically modified ingredients Mm -hmm. um, uh, and they are um, using, you know, non-organic ingredients and um, highly processed sugar, like uh, corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup. Um, So every formula, from my understanding, um, they it needs a sugar to, for the baby to, you know, absorb Absorb the nutrients Mm -hmm. well. Um, And so in, in nature, in a lot of big brands, you know, you're, they're using the high fructose corn syrup or just corn syrup in general. Mm. And, and nature's one uses an organic brown rice syrup, which is lower glycemic. Um, It doesn't, you know, spike the blood, blood sugar, um, as high and it's also you know like a it's a less processed food like it's you know this is something that you like you can buy in the store and it kind of looks like honey and it's um, just extracted from brown rice so um, anyway it's just I think it's interesting to like look at the ingredients of the formula that you're buying um, that we're buying um, you know but of course I was never fed a drop of um of breast milk or organic formula oh really I have the best mom I have the best mom in the entire world but that was that time period she I'm not Mm -hmm. yeah exactly like it's just nothing yeah we talked about that before on her at all yeah no that I mean in the 80s and maybe human bodies like yeah that time period was you know they just actually there was a time where where cow's milk was thought to be much better than human breast milk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I, in the eighties, like my mom said that she was one of the only people who, who breastfed, like everybody was doing, like they were pushing formula at that time. Um, and you know, I mean, you do what, you know, I don't do what doctors tell me, but, uh, some people, um, you know, you want, you want to do what, what your doctor is suggesting, especially when you're a new mom, you want to do whatever is best and whatever, you know, the, you know, quote unquote experts are telling you, then you're going to want to do it. But yeah, um, I, I was breastfed, but most people were not. And a lot of people I know that weren't so, but you know, she, your mom is amazing. So it's not like, (laughs) um, yeah. And the human body is extremely resilient. Like, yeah. It's, you know, I think it's amazing if a baby can receive breast milk when they're little, definitely, you know, it definitely helps set them up for, um, you set their health up, you know, in a positive way. Yeah. Good foundation. uh, I also think that whenever you decide to start eating healthy is the best time for you because Mm. I think the human body will, um, you know, will heal. Well, and yeah. It's very will, regenerative. So. Right. Um, right. So it's like a, uh, 
I don't know. The one thing I don't want to do is like, uh, you know, make it sound like, you know, there are certain things that moms should do. And if they don't, they're a bad mom or something, you know, it's like, because that's, that's right. the type of story that make, made me feel horrible right. for stopping. And uh, it's just not true. Like all mom, if you're all moms are, of course, like you want the best for your, right. for your baby and you're doing your absolute, you're doing the best, best you can. Yeah. And I mean, and you can only do so much with the information you're given, you know, I mean, right. if, if you're, if you don't, you don't know any different or if nobody's telling you any different or nobody's telling you to look at the formula or look at the ingredients or be concerned about whether it's organic or not, then why, you know, how, how would you know? So, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then food, you know, food is the same, like baby food is kind of the same story. Like, you know, if you, um, there, there's can be a lot of sugar in things and it's just important to read the ingredients and then, um, and then also like, um, I can send you a link for like your show notes, but yeah. like, one thing, even with organic baby food, there has been an issue. Um, there's a consumer reports article that I read recently where they were, um, testing the amount of, of, of metals, um, oh, yeah. and toxins and baby food and, right. um, I could be wrong about this, but my understanding is that a lot of baby food is being made on very old machines. Ew. Um, that are kind of leaching these metals, kind of metals yeah. into the food. Um, and what? As, so like, oh. it's right. Even organic brands, like um, I think sweet potato, you what? know, was a big like offender and some of them are higher than others, but like, I guess it, and I was buying some of this cause it's so convenient yeah. and you know, th this is before I like read that article and I figured, okay, it's organic. I know it's in plastic pouch and I feel terrible about that, but like I'm trying to survive right now. So right. I'm, I'm buying them. But once I read that article, I'm like, okay, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't with a good conscience. Kind of, right. It's cause it's so funny to think about like, okay, I, it is, there's a perception that making your own baby food is really is hard. And I totally understand that. And it is if you, with some things, but like there's a couple things where um, it's really, it's really simple. So like sweet potato, uh, pop a couple sweet potatoes in the oven, just, you know, in a shallow pan and bake them for I like to bake mine for a really long time like two hours really soft Ooh, wow. yeah so they get yeah. super soft and sugary and um yeah. and then take it out let it cool and then just mash it in a bowl and you have sweet potato baby food you know wow. so easy. Uh, you know but another thing that's sold in plastic pouches are things with bananas you know and mm -hmm. so if you take a really ripe banana and just smash it with a fork for a minute or so, then you've got baby banana food. Like the easiest um, thing ever. Yeah. Like why? Seriously, like a baby banana one. Why would you ever? Bananas are so accessible. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's just like not, if you're, I guess if you're grew up on processed food. Or right. Like, true. Just constantly like everything in a pouch. Packaged food. Yeah. Just, you kind of forget like, oh, it's, I need baby, I need food for a baby with bananas. I need to buy it. Like, right. you, kind of, you kind of forget like, <laughs> you know, what it is. And, right. and the brands definitely don't want you to remember how to make it. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not that hard. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's tougher when like, so most, I think, you know, obviously ask your pediatrician, don't count on me because I, I don't know anything, but like, I, oh my in gosh. my experience, <laughs> like, um, the pediatricians are recommending that, you know, babies start eating solids around six months. Mm -hmm. And so I'd say like six months to like 10 months, there's like a four month period where they're eating solids and you know, kind of need to be careful. You really need to be careful about giving them really soft, really well pureed things because right. they don't have teeth. You know, they're not, yeah. like, they can't chew things. <laughs> so, but 
that's a short time period. Like, you know, Neely's a year old, but for the last, I don't know, almost like two, two and a half, maybe even three months, he's had teeth and he can eat a lot of things. Like we, we, we actually have, um, some, a couple, we have some pouches that I'm like, not really sure that I'll, I've got to figure out how to use them, like mix them into oatmeal because I just don't use them anymore and I don't Mm. need them because like really he can eat everything that we eat and it's great because it helps Ben and I to make, um, if we're eating, you know, whole food plant-based diet with low oil and low salt, That's just a healthy diet for Ben and I anyway. And it means that Neely can have whatever we're having. Yeah. Um, So like a lot of my meals on rotation are like, um, you know, I'm steaming a lot of things. Like I'll steam um, potatoes, broccoli, carrots, and um, then I'll make like a tofu, a marinated tofu Mm -hmm. uh, on the side with maybe like a, you know, a low sodium teriyaki sauce or yeah. something like that. Mm, um, and that, and that could be something that Neely can have little bites of and Ben and I can kind of make like a salad out of. Yeah. Um, or actually what I made last night has been on heavy rotation because um, <laughs> lately I just I make a spaghetti with some organic brown rice noodles, mm. noodles, um, I love the brand Jovial. Oh yes, um, yeah, that's because good they uh, they're they're really conscious of like uh, where their rice comes from. Mm. Um, rice, there's a there's an issue with arsenic in rice, and mm. um, so with baby food and adult food, um, right. I've but, been more conscious of the brands that I'm buying from. Yeah, and you like emailed all of them like like super mom. <laughs> You're like, I'm getting to the bottom of this. I'm going to email every brand I like and tell the SM what's the deal here. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of sad, but ah, it's not it's, sad. It's, it's, cra- well, the situation is sad with the arsenic and, but I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's no surprise. It's like everywhere you turn, our food is being contaminated somewhere or another from, you know, the, the uh, contamination in the soil or, you know, all these things. So it's just, yeah, it's just so, I don't know. I think I asked because I love finding brands that have, that truly care. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. I think I posted this on Instagram recently, but this is a newsletter from nature's one. They sent it to us and it says, why do we use brown rice syrup? We choose to use brown rice syrup because it's a complex carbohydrate that takes time to be digested, making it a better option for children than simple carbohydrates like corn syrup or sugar. Um, And then it says rice has been shown, like it's a long email, but rice has been shown to contain heavy metals such as arsenic, arsenic, lead, and mercury are inadvertently introduced through the environment. Nature's Mm -hmm. One has invested in an organic filtration process to eliminate the harmful heavy metals that contaminate brown rice syrup to undetectable levels. We, we also take our own brown rice through two additional steps of filtration that is required by the FDA to ensure arsenic tests, tests are undetectable in our formula. Like, I wow. love you, Rachel. I'm <laughs> give you a big hug. Like, this is our, these are our, our kids, you know? Yeah. Like, this is the future of our planet. Society, Earth. yeah, yeah. And we're feeding them. And just when you find a company that, cares and is doing things right and understands how their food is made and where it comes from and where it's grown and what the soil is like and all these things. It's like, it's so cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like a company that they, they want to feed this to their own children, you know, like that's what you want. That's who you want to support is, is uh, a company that, that obviously truly cares and would, like I said, would feed it to their own loved ones. Um, so yeah, I mean these. This is the. This is what we want to support. I mean, for baby food, for adult food, for all like literally any consumer good. Like we all need to be more conscious about who the heck we're buying from because there are some really greedy 
mean people out there who don't only care about bottom line, you know? Yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> and what more, what more important, um, topic is, you know, what, what, why is this not more important than focusing on our children? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that correctly, but like, no, it's most I mean, important when focusing on our it's babies, most you know? important. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's yeah. one thing if, you know, for an adult, you don't care about it, whatever, but for your kid that you want, I mean, most people who have children want the best for them. They want them to be healthy. They want to give them a good foundation for health so they don't have issues down the line. And you want to make, that's how you do it is by, you know, what you put in their body. I mean, yeah. So. Yep, exactly. And I wanted to actually, one of these sites that you pointed me to, there's, um, it's a, an Instagram account called plant-based juniors. Oh yeah. Um, and that is a really great resource to, cause that, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of friends and family kind of have like, uh, have had ongoing questions for us about, you know, well, I mean, I understand the formula, but is it really safe to, you know, to eat plant-based, um, Mm -hmm. through toddlerhood and childhood and, um, you know, I understand an adult doing it, but I'm just, you know, super, really worried about, cause it's not the norm for kids. And, mm-hmm. um, so I think this is a really great resource, um, to, to check out. Yeah. I'm just looking at their Instagram right now. I mean, they have so much good information and suggestions and recipes or whatever. Um, yeah. Yes. And the physician's committee for a responsible uh, medicine. Mm-hmm. They also have a, um, they have a whole, uh, section on nutrition for kids. Oh, good. Oh, nice. Um, and they, for infants, children and teens and kids, and they have a bunch of like, um, downloads and, you know, workshop material, that kind of thing. Hmm. So that's, a that's a great resource as well. Um, I'm sure there's other resources that I can send you for your notes, but those yeah. are the top two that, come, that, that yeah. I use regularly. Yeah. I had had a client send me the one about the uh, plant-based juniors. Um, and then I sent it to you, but then I saw that you had already followed them. You are, you were on it. You already knew. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I shouldn't have been surprised. Um, well, awesome. Well, um, Thanks for coming on. Um, I hope that you will be sharing. You are always sharing um, recently. Thank, I'm glad. I mean, you know, you're at a place that you feel may, maybe more inspired, but you're doing more stories and uh, things on Instagram, which I love to see. And you post a lot of, uh, you know, suggestions for parents too. I mean, you make those yummy like pancakes for Neely that are like so easy. Um, so obviously, like I said, obviously I'll put your, your Instagram in the show notes, but it's at kind kitchen. Um, and maybe, you know, one day you'll put some, put a blog together. <laughs> <laughs> yep. For sure. Uh, I'm starting to feel to, like creative put any pressure on that. you on air, but uh, I know, well, sometimes, you know, it comes in waves too, right? I mean, and you just have to ride the wave. I mean, you can't force it if it's not you know, we've talked, we talked about this often. I mean, you just can't force it if it's not there. I mean, and you're feeling overwhelmed, you just gotta, you gotta do it when it comes. And then also you got to find a way to release it too. And you do have so much creative energy. It's like going to explode, right? Have to right. Where to channel it. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. To be continued more to come. <laughs> But no, nor- normally I ask, it's like, so what's on the horizon for you? You know, uh, changing diapers and <laughs> yeah, making pancakes and, Aww. but it's, it's the best job for me right now. And I mean, it's the only right. job that I care about right now. So. Oh my gosh. She's and walking so well. Here. I know. He's like getting is, around, so getting around. He is, but it, you know, like we said, he's a determined little guy. He's almost walking at one year. Oh gosh. He's so cute. Okie doke. Well, again, thanks for coming on. This was Thank super you. fun. And uh, we will chat again 
soon. Okay, great. Peace Thanks, and Rebecca. Peace Thanks. Isn't Maggie just the best? She is such a good friend of mine, and I'm so grateful that she and I met a couple years ago. She's been a big inspiration and motivation for this podcast, so thank you, Maggie, for that. If you would like to follow along on her journey, you can check out her Instagram, at Kind Kitchen. There is no E on the kitchen, but I will put all of that information in the show notes. You can also follow me, of course, on Instagram, at The Refined Hippie, and please... If you've enjoyed this podcast, like, subscribe, and share. That really helps with SEO and helps other people discover the podcast um, and learn about what we're chatting about. So be sure to do that. And you can also follow along on my website, therefinedhippie.com. I will be adding new recipes these next couple of weeks. I have about 140 drafts on my blog that are just waiting to have some pictures done so I can actually post them. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Um, I also am going to be doing some other like more personal blog posts, I think to kind of change it up and make it like not all just food and nutrition. Um, I am going working on a pod on a blog post about documentaries that I love. I had gotten a bunch of messages actually because I randomly post you know like documentaries that I'm watching and then I got messages asking recommendations for other documentaries so I'm going to be doing a post on my like top 30 almost 30 I think uh, documentaries that are all about animals health and the environment because I am a documentary lover I don't really like to watch that much tv um I like to be able to learn something, you know, it's kind of like the podcast. Like I enjoy podcasts because I feel like it's a great way to, you know, learn a new perspective or educate yourself on a different topic. And that's something that I am interested in. So be sure to stay tuned for that and be on the lookout. And yeah, I'm excited. So um, again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much this like I said, has been, you know, a challenge with the current state of the world in the pandemic. And I know a lot of us have been in weird places, you know, our minds have been in weird places and it's, it's sometimes hard for us to get in the right space to do certain work, you know, and I think, you know, podcasting is a creative thing. Um, It's a creative outlet and sometimes we just don't feel creative, but I am trying my best, right? That's all we can do is try our best. So as always, thank you for listening. And until next time, my lovely friends, peace and plants. Peace.